Welcome to another episode of Soul Feeling, where you get your soul fed. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And we have a very special guest with us. AD Speaks is in the building. It's been so long since we had a guest on the show. Like, it's just been us three holding it down. I know y'all need some testosterone or something in here because we just be... Right. And honestly, you came on a good day because he's tired, and we usually get up at we we're usually here at seven, right? Um, filming from seven to nine, but we're here at eleven, kind I of. Think I like this time. Oh, you know, <laughs> like, after my day I, or night, I definitely like this time. Yeah. <laughs> I like this time. And shout out to Crystal. She said that next weekend yes. we could do the same time. So I'm like, okay. So you get to sleep in. No, put this on the to-do list to schedule this as our new time. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But AD Speaks is in the building. Yes, Please yes. Um, tell them about yourself. And but before you tell them about yourself, I want them to. I want to tell them that we've been. Well, I've know, known you for a very long time, and mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of amazing how God works. We went to church together, but we didn't really talk to each other or anything like that. Um, I but AD with the locks. <laughs> yeah, AD with the locks. AD at twenty four hour yes. fitness. Yes. Um, yes. And so we go back, we go back, we go all the yes. way back. And so it's just like now he works with my brother. We see each other in these streets, trying to change the world together. And I just yeah. think it's a full circle moment, just like when Trey Hodge was on here, a super full circle moment because you know that's like our best friend, and we're just happy to be a part of like this family so yes, and the family that is just growing which is awesome yes uh, so my name is Adonis Mitchell I am the CEO and co-founder of AD Speaks uh, it is a assessment and development company that allows individuals to reach their full potential I also work with small businesses and I consult with some other companies here in the Houston area so if you need somebody to kind of shift some things up to get you to the next level definitely reach out uh, like you were saying we go back we know each other um, Going back to Silver Lake Church, our church days where I actually started speaking by way of ministry. Uh, I was the youth leader there for a long time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> back when I actually had dreads, I had hair. Um, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I forget about it sometimes. <laughs> so, uh, and then First impressions. throughout the years, um, that speaking opportunity every Sunday or every Wednesday transitioned into me really finding my calling, my purpose, and that is uh, to allow the Holy Spirit to come in through me and allow individuals to reach their full potential potential, and uh, become the best version of themselves. So that's what I really focus on, whether that's in business or just in your day-to-day life. Just we want to make sure that you are reaching the full potential and your full purpose. Mm. Yes. So we're all trying to reach our full potential. We try to do that through Soul Filling Podcast. Every week, you know, we learn something new. We be here sitting crying on the sofa. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, but with that and like developing our full potential and learning every day, you know, we all have growing pains and that's what we're talking about today. We're not going to talk about all the beautiful and butterflies. Well, we're going to talk about that too, but uh, (laughs) about, you know, the, the struggle it takes to get to the point that we're at and the point that we're going right now. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, so, my first question is, what do you feel like has been the 
one thing that's been the hardest thing to get through. I mean, dang, this is getting a little deep. The hardest thing to get through. The hardest thing to get through uh, on your journey to living in your purpose. Um, pro- well, not probably. The most difficult challenge that I've had to deal with, and you really starting hard from she the is. first couple seconds. I um, mean, you're not wasting no time. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we do it on the sofa and the podcast. Uh, right, right. So uh, many of you all know my mother. Uh, she battled with some form of cancer from 2012 up until her passing in 2017. So those five years was very difficult, uh, not because of the fact that she had cancer, but it the cancer changed my mother's ability to be as independent as she once was. So she was the mother that was waking up in the morning, she worked in the medical field, so she'd wake up at six o'clock, head down to the medical center, and she'd be back home around six, seven, working those good old 12 hour shifts. Mm-hmm. And seeing her, knowing that she would get up in the morning, very similar to what your mom would do uh, when she would pray for you in the morning, whatnot, uh, I would always, that would be my alarm clock most of the time. Aww. She would come in and she, under the pillow, grab my hand and, and say some prayers. And she'd do the same thing with my younger brothers as well before she would leave. And having her transition from that, the active woman who would go to the gym, who would like to go out with her friends, hang out, she enjoyed happy hour, um, <laughs> to a woman who is now going through chemotherapy, she's now going through radiation, her energy levels are not what they used to be. Uh, we can't eat some of the foods that we used to eat. Her taste is not what it used to be. Uh, so seeing that transition was very difficult personally, but throughout the entire process, her faith is what strengthened me because she didn't complain at any point in time throughout the surgery, throughout the chemo, throughout the radiation. Now she constantly reminded everybody that she had cancer, but she didn't complain that she had cancer, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, she would do it a lot of times in a joking manner and um, we would say, you know, we're going to go do this. Oh, boy, I got cancer. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, all right. You just popped a bubble. And then we'd end up doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so throughout that process, it was very difficult because she had cancer. She beat it. Came back. She beat it. Wow. Came back. She beat it. Really? Came back. She didn't beat it. Mm. So first time it was breast cancer. She had a double mastectomy. Removed both of her breasts. Um and then she went through chemo the first time. It was awesome. She had a very aggressive form of cancer. Uh, if you had to do a stage one to five, she was at a stage four at that time, mm. which is one of the reasons why they had to remove both of her breasts, uh, even though it was only one. So she did that. Uh, probably about a year goes by after treatment, and she got a clean bill of health. Everything's good. She goes back to work. This was 13, so 2000. In a 13, early 14, she starts to get some, she notices some things, a little couple of lumps and so on and so forth. Mm. And then she gets uh, cancer that is in her uh, lip nose. Mm. Pulls that out, not as aggressive as what she had to go through with her breast cancer, but because of her history, they made her go back and do some aggressive treatment once again. Uh, went through that, it was awesome. My brother was getting ready to go to college, so it was a lot going on while she was still battling at that mm. point in time. Then after that, cancer then spreads to her hip and liver area or kidney, one of the two. And she goes through some more treatment. She um, 
does better with that, but it doesn't completely go away. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes back even more aggressive to the point where it was difficult for her to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, pain was excruciating. And then she ended up passing. We, I got married in April, so she passed away. Today's the 21st. About three weeks, it'll be her two-year anniversary when she actually passed. Wow. So the wonderful thing about that was she was actually at the wedding. Yeah. We got lots of pictures. We uh, had our dance, which was awesome. Oh, but that was that from 2012 to 17. That was extremely difficult. Um, I hadn't started AD Speaks yet. I was still speaking in the city, but a lot of the things that I was doing from a philanthropic standpoint kind of stopped because I was focusing on mom. Um, had to be kind of a father figure to my younger brothers. Had to assist with you know bills. Had to come back home from playing football in Oklahoma. So it was a lot going on while I was still going through all that. But like I said, throughout the process, her faith never wavered. I saw a different side of her regarding strength, and um, it was awesome. But it was still difficult because she ultimately did, ultimately did pass away. Wow. Okay. You want to go deep to start. That was just you. Yeah, now, now I have a real question. Like, I just wonder, like, since she, she had cancer and she beat it, she had cancer and she beat it, and she kept beating it, and then finally, <laughs> you know, she didn't win that particular battle. Mm-hmm. And... Did that make your faith waver? Mm-hmm. Why? No, because hers didn't. Mm. So to me, it didn't make sense for me to question certain things when I wasn't going through what she was going through and she wasn't questioning it. Mm. She would still go to church. She still uh, would listen to uh, T.D. Jakes or Charles Stanley in the morning before she would go to work. She would still have her moment of prayer. She uh, she moved right after she beat cancer the first time <clears throat> into um, it was a four bedroom house, and it didn't make sense to me why she had such a big house because my one brother was in the military, he was in Alaska. The other brother just went off to college. Me and my wife uh, were living together, so okay, it, it's just you. Like, why do you need all this space? They're like, well, when your brother comes back, he gets a room. When <laughs> other brother comes back, he gets a room. That's and I have my room, things. and then I got my prayer room. I was like. Wait, your prayer room? How does you got a whole room just for prayer? She's like, yeah, just I got my little mat right there. I got my couch. She it was like a little office slash prayer room. I was like, okay, so to see all of that, it was like, okay. No, I can't question why God gave my mother cancer or why He allowed her to come back. Those questions never popped into my head. Uh, the perspective that I had while watching her definitely shifted how I, you know, interacted with other people and how I, how I just viewed the world mm-hmm. by seeing her go through that process. Wow. So would you say watching your mom go through this and constantly seeing her, you know, beat cancer and you being right there as the, are, were you the oldest? The yes. Oldest? Yes, I being am, the eldest. The so mm-hmm. you were literally like second in command, well, first in command at this point. Would you say that that taught you a great deal of resilience in in going through growing pains of anything that you are now going to face in your life post your mom? Has that really influenced you in building strength to say, you know what, if I went through that, I can pretty much do anything I put my mind to? Oh, 100%. I, I am married, and I view the relationship that I have with my mother mm. as uh, me reciprocating 
the time and energy and investment that she gave to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother and father were not always married. They had their rocky moments, but I was always with my mother. Mm-hmm. Even my even if my dad wasn't in the picture, my mother was taking me to Boy Scouts, like we talked about. My mother was take, putting me in this camp. She was putting me in this uh, league or whatever, mm-hmm. and she was making sure that I was active while she still held a full-time job, while she still took care of the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mother and father got back together had my two younger brothers and it was the same situation even when there was an in and out issue with my father she was the one that was going to work she was the one that was making sure we had something in the refrigerator and the freezer and the deep freezer she was making sure that lights stayed on we had cable there wasn't a situation to where we wanted for anything we didn't always have everything that we you know we could have wanted we, we didn't have jordans you know right. mm-hmm. we played football so it wouldn't have been anyway. <laughs> uh, um, but seeing her do that and then her getting canceled okay great this is my opportunity to pay it forward mm-hmm. and to sew back into you after you've done that for so many years with me transversely with my wife i pray that nothing like that ever happens but it would be an honor to do the same thing for her that i was able to do it for my mother if she got sick or you know when we have children and she gets pregnant and then she has the baby and she's too tired to go get something to drink or get something to eat or clean the house. I'm like, oh, you're good. Because I couldn't push this baby out, so Beautiful. I'll take care of that. You just take a nap. I got it. Uh, so no, I, I, would, I would relish in the moment to be able to do that for my wife as I did for my mother. That's so good. The scripture that uh, comes to mind for Come me. Come on, word. Yeah. No, I wasn't I'm trying to make this a Bible study, but I just couldn't help it. It's just happening. <laughs> open the door to the back. It's not going to be just the four of us. It's John 13, 7. It says, you don't understand what I'm doing now, but you will understand later. And, you know, with that being said, you know, just talking about strength and being strong, like no matter what troubles, you know, we come across, we just have to be strong. We might not understand why, but... We just have to trust and be strong. Yeah. You have to remember that everything is going to work out for our good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, heaven is heaven. It's like paradise. And yeah. so I just really believe that I know, because I've seen it in my own life, I've seen it in all of our lives, how everything, when you think back and you look back on everything to the point where you're at now, you think how you got there. And you realize every step of the way, even mm. the downfalls, even like the the fights, the everything led you to the point, that specific point to you where you're at right now. When you look around, it's like, wow, this all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, if we take the, we don't want to be stuck in the past, but when you look back, you know, sometimes you'd be like, I know for my mom at least, sometimes she gets stuck in the past with like um, my her relationship with my dad you know, like she was like, I just want my family together. I just want this, I just want that. But I'm like, first of all, you didn't know what you knew of mm-hmm. now back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also you wouldn't be where you are right now had you stayed mm-hmm. miserable. Right. Yes. Um, so it's just like, if we really look back and see what we learned along the way, we realize we're right exactly where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then we always talk about this, how, you know, we all live our own individual lives, and I think that's just amazing. Like everybody in this world has their own purpose and individual mm-hmm. journey. It's just crazy. It's mind blowing that we all have our own individual journey, and we're there's like billions of us out here. Right. But I just I say all that to say it's like we have to realize 
everything is bigger than us. It like is. that's why in our next live show we're talking about purpose and how important it is to walk into your purpose because that's the sole reason why we're here on this earth. God gave us a purpose and we have to realize that we have to fulfill that purpose while we're on earth because mm-hmm. like um, I was talking to you about that sermon about when Jesus said um, the this fruit this tree is not producing fruit shrivel up and die hmm. just like us like we have a we all have a certain purpose that God put us on this earth for and we can't get distracted by like the things that are happening to us and realize mm-hmm. that they're happening to us to grow us to be exactly who you know God wants us to be yeah, yeah. it was something I saw and I actually shared it recently uh, the world is waiting for you to achieve the purpose that God has set for you. So there's literally somebody that mm-hmm. is not going to be able to get or mm-hmm. get to or get where they need to be if you don't get to the best version of yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. So prime example, my mother went through cancer and by her going through cancer, she was able to do a lot. She spoke at different events she was able to share her story she did interviews all this stuff Mm. Um, she helped my speaking career by me seeing all this stuff and she inspired me to actually create a company out of it Uh, if she had not done that there was a specific instance where she shared her story at a church uh, because she was going through treatment and bills was getting to the point to where something was going to lapse So her car was out for repossession, and she was at a church, sitting in her car, while a tow truck guy was looking around for the vehicle. Oh my gosh. It gets better. So (laughs) (laughs) she's in the car, and um, she sees a guy, he's parked off in the distance, kind of just waiting for her to get out so he can pull the car out. And she goes over to the tow truck and says, excuse me, sir, are you uh, looking to repossess my car? She's like, "Uh, (laughs) well, yes, ma'am, I am. She's like, well, um, I'm gonna need for you not to do that today. Cause I got to go to therapy. I got cancer. She, mm-hmm. she had like a hat on. She pulled the hat off. Mm-hmm. As you can see, I'm going through chemo at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, oh, okay, well, I can't really just not tow the car since I'm here, ma'am. She's like, yes, you can. You can, you can, you can go to lunch or something and just not be here. You can, you can do that. <laughs> so sharing that story at that specific time wow. was a moment for her to be transparent and it allowed someone else to come up. She wasn't expecting it. Pay for three months of her car note. Wow. I was like, okay. And I'm, I'm in the room. I was like, oh, what was y'all like a couple months ago? We could have did this the whole time. <laughs> but um, wow. being transparent like that allowed so many other blessings to come her way outside wow. of the financial standpoint. Mm-hmm. She was able to be an advocate for other people and just show her courage and show that, yes, you have cancer. Yes, you're going through chemo. But that's not the end this is a part of the growing pain so Mm. like you said before this there's a start and then there's an end game typically we view the end game as a certain level of success right that growing part in between the start and finish Mm. is what we typically don't want to deal with because that's typically painful Mm. it hurts Mm. whether it's a bad breakup whether it's a failed business whether it's a divorce whether it's cancer whether it's a lost child whatever that area is for you it's a part of your journey to get there. Yeah. And you can't appreciate or really get there if you don't go through this. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's so deep. Oh, yeah. Like, With that being said, yeah. going back to your original question, mm-hmm. um, just about 
the thing, I think mine is really finances, is money. You know, you're talking about that. Um, and I was listening to Dave, Dave Chappelle, his latest mm-hmm. thing. Oh, hilarious. Hilarious. But he hilarious. talked about something that really stuck with me, and he was just like, the difference between being poor and being mm-hmm. broke is your mentality. Yeah. You know, you're poor, you just have this mentality that is stuck, like you're never going to get out of it. Mm. It's just, it is what it is. But when you broke, you're just like, okay, no, this is this is how I am right now, but mm-hmm. I'm going to get through this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work through this. Mm. Man. And that just makes you think about those growing pains yes. and going back to what AD, AD for Brady? Yeah, like, yeah, okay. AD, AD is, is okay. a lot easier. Because okay. <laughs> I was about to say it on this way. No, either, either one works for me. We, we, we family. Okay. But most of the time when I'm out, I just say AD because it's easier for people to remember. Okay. Uh, you say Adonis, it is unique, but then some people don't pronounce it right, which I don't get. <laughs> so whatever okay. works best for you. Okay, so just like Adonis was saying earlier, with um his mother being transparent mm-hmm. with that situation and that given point with for finances, being transparent with yourself at that given point, like, okay, yes, this is my current situation. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. I have this illness right now at this situation. I mean, at this particular point in life, it, it really causes you to step outside of yourself yes. and tell that that whatever it is that I'm bigger than this, yeah. yes. I'm bigger than this situation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times society has taught us to to hide our wounds, mm-hmm. to not mm-hmm. confront and be transparent about things. Like I know for me, um, growing up, my mother, she had battled with drug addiction and had a mental disability. And for a long time, I didn't have the courage to even acknowledge it, mm-hmm. talk about it or connect with it. And I, I just tried to sweep it under the rug. But and you find so much healing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when yes. you acknowledge whatever mm-hmm. that thing is that 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 thing that you're not trying to be transparent about. You take yeah. the power from it. And then, as you've seen with your mother, so many blessings mm-hmm. came out of, okay, now I got the financial. I'm able to inspire mm-hmm. my son in ways mm-hmm. to to speak his truth, to, to to inspire him to start a company, to inspire, like, mm-hmm. you inspire people when you're more transparent with the situation mm-hmm. opposed to trying to hide the situation. Because now, with my mother, it's like, I, we with this such short a time and if y'all been tuning into the podcast i've just connected with my mom for the like the really the truly connected with her for the first time in my whole life as of last year 2018 and we've accomplished more in one year than Mm -hmm. we've accomplished in our whole life i mean i'm talking rebuilding her home connecting her with her father that she hasn't seen in 20 years Mm -hmm. and it's just like when you acknowledge that thing it doesn't you you empower yourself more so yeah. than sweeping it under the rug and disempowering yourself because I don't know if it's in the Bible but or I don't know if they said it's in the Bible but secrecy um, things grow in secrecy and so whether mm. you're being secret secretive about your financial situation debt um, an addiction you have or whatever the case may be when you speak it out and, and say it you take the power from that you thing do. so yeah. two two things that really stuck out from what you just talked about i really could have got three but we don't need to do all that <laughs> um the the first one um i think one of the reasons why we tend to hold things in mm-hmm. is because when we're in our own world in our own space we think that we're the only ones going through whatever mm-hmm. that is we think that we're the only one that has a mother that has drug addiction issues or has mental issues we think we're the only one that has a mother that is going through cancer, even though they have a whole month dedicated to cancer. You know, we we think if if you come from a a single parent home where one of your parents or both of your parents were never in your life Mm. or they left, we think that that is 
we're the only one that is experiencing that. And while that may be true in that vacuum, when you step outside of it and you are transparent enough to speak about it, you realize that, hey, we have a connection. Hey, mm. we have, you may have gone through something similar. You may have gone through what I'm going through right now. How did you get to the other side? Right. Like there's a lot more, it, like you said earlier, it's bigger than just what we were going through. Mm-hmm. A lot bigger than what we are just going through. The second one, with you and your mother now, mm. had you not gone through the growing pains of you all being disconnected, mm. you wouldn't have had all the healing that you had in this one year. So it makes you appreciate what you have now rather than resenting mm. the time that you had away in that growing pain. Ooh. But we'll just stick to those two. We won't go no, to the I third like one. That. I like that because I think the, my financial struggles <laughs> now will make me appreciate oh, 100%. money later. 100%. And I appreciate it that I'm not, I don't have kids. I don't have my own house. Like, I have nothing to lose at this right. point. Right. So when stuff, you know, goes down as I get older, I know how to save, have a, you know, like emergency funds. Right. It just, it makes you appreciate, like you said, those things when you do get them. Mm. And they do mean more to you then than it does. When it could have been better. Yeah. Mm. It's like, we all have our own. I'm, I'm laughing because I just tweeted this on Soul for the Podcast. <laughs> but we all have our different journeys. Yeah. And I didn't know how to put it into words until you said, like, we connect with people along the way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, we always say, like, we all have our different journey. You know, don't worry about nobody. But in, like, hindsight, we do need to worry about people because that's yes. what the journey is about. I'm so happy that throughout this journey that we're, I see Jasmine, I see Kobe, I see Adonis. And then, but y'all's journeys are different from mine. When y'all are reaching out to people and, like, changing lives, like, going back to Jasmine's story, when we went to the We Are Girls conference last March or April? And she she never opened up when we were, we were talking to like young kids, but she did. And after that, like the kids, the, like two kids came up and just hugged Jasmine because just like they didn't think like someone as cool and popping as Jasmine out here teaching about health and wellness that she has been going through the same thing they have. And they're like, I was thinking about running away. I've been thinking about suicide. And from her speaking up through her story and being transparent, she was helping eat. I was able to help like these young black children and that's just I'm just like amazed at that because we talk about like appreciation but also it's like it's like I want to say it's even more than appreciation because when I look at Jasmine and I was literally just talking about you yesterday to my brother and I was just saying like I was so excited I'm like you don't understand the miracles that have happened within the last two years for Jasmine like this isn't like no I'm like she is literally proof that God is real and like his miracles are are super real. And yeah. so when I look at her and how transparent she is and seeing the things that she's been able to accomplish, being moved to the top of the list, being the exception, it's just it's mind blowing to me and I get excited when I talk about it. And it's Aww. just cause, and I get excited when y'all talk about it and I'm just happy. <laughs> but it's just really good to see. But, but like y'all saying, be able to be transparent. And I'm just so glad that your mom did that because that's gonna stay in my heart forever because you, we try to make things look perfect on Instagram, yeah. on Facebook. We try to make it seem like we're not going through anything, but deep down inside, even if it's something little, it's tearing us up inside. And if we're not able to speak it out, not only are we building toxicity in ourselves, mm-hmm. it's like, 
we're we're trapping ourselves when we could just be free and let people see the real you and when you're showing the real you the right people come into your life and you're able to influence the right people another scripture hallelujah we got john 4 18 there is yeah. no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear because yeah. fear has fear. to do with death yeah with, uh. with punishment the one who fears is not made perfect in love can you say that one more time so i can have the regulation yes. <laughs> there is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment the one who fears is not made perfect in love mm. oh that's good that made me think of two things yes <laughs> okay so in our growing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no in our growing pains a lot of times when we get trapped is because we're living out of fear yes yeah. and That's so it. when we heal ourselves and learn mm -hmm. to not only just love everyone around us but love ourselves and how you were saying resentment you when you living out of resentment that's also kind of a case of fear like i'm resenting you because i'm afraid you might hurt me again i'm afraid mm -hmm. of x y or z so you're, you're not living people think of, of you too. think of you all of that yeah that's so true and so it's like when you get the courage to truly love yourself align with god love god mm -hmm. it's like it just it makes it wipes everything it out does. it wipes it all away it gives you a clean slate it does and also the thing is like people are waiting to be a blessing to you and just like uh, when your mom said, like, she announced that her car was about to be repossessed. <laughs> like, but, like, if she had not said that, someone would have lost out on be being able to be a blessing for someone. People mm -hmm. like to give back. People like to be kind. And when somebody's close to them mm -hmm. or something just feels right, like, I want to give back to them. Like, you kind of stripping away they blessing to be a blessing. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's a thing with, like, of course, like you want to do whatever you can for yourself, but like people are there. Like sometimes when I hear the stuff that y'all are going through, like or it's anybody, I'm just like, why? Like why am I just hearing about this? You know, I'm like, I just don't. And even with myself, you know, I say things, and I just I have to talk to someone when I'm going through something like an insecurity or something, and and y'all make me feel better. But sometimes I'm just like, you know. Let me help. <laughs> you know, right. uh, yeah, I think well, a lot of times when we don't share like that, like you said, you're being a hindrance in a sense. Mm -hmm. But I, there are a lot of individuals that are genuinely happy with assisting or serving in some way, whether it be mm -hmm. financially, whether it be coming and help set up chairs mm -hmm. for an event, whether it be registering somebody like they are yearning and they have a strong desire to do that. Yeah. When you are not transparent and opening yourself up, you're stopping them from fulfilling their purpose. Mm. Because it's it's literally, God has created them there for a specific reason. The guy's like, okay, cool, I'm gonna create these three girls, they're gonna create a podcast, and then they're gonna do <laughs> an event. So I'm gonna create Ashley, because Ashley is really good in logistics, so she's gonna be great when it comes to setting up and then planning this event. And then mm. I'm gonna put Keisha at the front door because she is that bubbly personality that everybody's <laughs> gonna love. And then Aww. I'm gonna put this person, I'm gonna name her Lenore, cause she's singing, yes. so I'm putting her there. But if you all never were transparent and open with one another, that mm. wouldn't have opened up the door for all of those other people. So you'd be yeah. blocking up everything that they were created to be here for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I believe that. (laughs) I believe that. And I do think, like, okay, I really do think, like, going back to fear and just with creating this whole show, like, y'all, I mean, we have, I've gotten scared. Like, I've talked to Jasmine about it, talked to you about it. It's just like, well, we doing all this stuff. Like, it's coming down to crunch time. Like, we are people buying tickets. Like, we start really losing our faith in what I told, like, I think I was talking to you about it. I was like, I just need to be around you because Mm -hmm. I need my faith strengthened with you because I'm like, I need us all to be together. And that's why I'm like, I don't know what stopped you from not being, um, going out of town today. Mm -hmm. But when I saw this text message that you're going to be here, I was just like, oh, this is good because I need because you're leaving tomorrow i'm like we need to be together one last time before the actual show Mm. kobe's flying in on the day of the show and so it's just like i don't know what i'm talking about but i guess what i'm getting to is just like sometimes you need people around you to build your faith and to remind you that god Mm. got our back and you know when i'm with my girls like my faith is being built just through seeing their faith like girl don't worry about this about to be bopping like oh yeah Okay, yeah, it is. Boom. And then um, I talked about frequency because I was talking to Jasmine. I was like, I felt like I was moving out of a place of um, a, a frequency of desperation. Mm. And I'm like, I don't want that for the show. I need to build up my frequency to be higher so I can attract, you know, more ticket sales, everything running smoothly, us getting everything sponsored that we need to be sponsored, just all that. And so now that I'm able to be with my girls and Adonis here even stepped it up even more, it's just like the faith has been exponential. Wow. Oh, and that just made me think like, you know, with growing pains, Mm -hmm. and that was definitely an example of a growing pain that Mm -hmm. we, and we about to see the harvest mm-hmm. on Friday, September twenty seventh. So be there in the building. <laughs> yes. Know. But um, but it just made me think: when you are going through growing pains, it's good to have a support system. Yeah. It's good to have someone else other than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, your mother didn't have to do that alone. She had right. you there. She had uh, your brothers. She, had, I'm sure, she maybe had your father. She had other family members. She had the church. She had just a community of people mm-hmm. that was there with her. Um, my mother, she couldn't have did some of the things far as her home by herself she had a community of people now mm-hmm. um just saying with every each and every last one of you you have your mother you have your parents you have cow everybody has somebody and so on those days when you are feeling low you need a community of people around you that can and it may not be the same person every time mm-hmm. boosting you up mm-hmm. but maybe it, you go to the gym and this one person that's about to use the elliptical and then they you talk start talking to them and then they build your faith up but it's good to to have someone else that can spark that faith in you so that you can keep going because God blesses those that have strong faith. I don't know what scripture it is, but (laughs) he said he did not do great works there because of their unbelief, uh, because of their lack of faith. So not operating out of that place of fear because what you fear is what you're going to get. And so Mm -hmm. when you find that, that array of fear just shining and well not shining, but just dampening your spirit, It's important to do whatever you can do. Get around those people. Don't just stay in your hermit mode where you just want to be retreated and and just just sulk. But I mean, if you need to, give yourself a day, an hour, One, thirty minutes, or a minute, or whatever the time. That's it. That's it. Don't go exactly. Yeah. Don't go day after day after day because God wanted to put these blessings in your life, yes. but He like I need you to. I need you to meet me halfway, drawn out closer to God, and He will. 
come and meet you, but you have to make that first step. Yes. And sometimes you might need to make that first step with one of his angels that's here in the flesh. Yes. And so just, you know, community. And that's why it's that saying goes, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. Yeah. But if you want to go far, you need to go with somebody else. You need to go in a group. Growing pains. Growing, Growing pains. pains. Come on. I feel something good. You, yeah, because she, she started it. So <laughs> a lot of the things that you were mentioning required action. Yes, um, Lord. Required <laughs> like for real. movement. Action. So if we break down. And this is the, the preacher of me. If we break down growing. <laughs> yes, come on. I-N-G is an action word. Right? Yes. The act of Ooh. grow. Mm. Okay, so if you don't grow <laughs> in this space of your life mm -hmm. that we call the growing pains, the same thing that was required to incubate you and help you grow to a certain level mm. can also kill you. It could be the death of you. I'll give you an example. You all three are women. You understand the complexities of childbirth and pregnancy. If a baby is in the womb for an extended period of time, past the nine or ten month mark, um, what happens to the baby? Dies. What happens to the woman that is carrying the baby? So the placenta and the uterus and all the other stuff, those big words that you use when you're talking about pregnancy, they are used and they are needed, required for a specific season, mm -hmm. the growing and the development of that child. Mm -hmm. Each specific trimester, there is something that is being done. The eyes are being created, the brain is being mm -hmm. created, the skin, the bones are getting strengthened. If we get to a point to where, all right, boom, nine months, we've done all the work we can do here, mm -hmm. it's time for us to go someplace else. Ooh. But if I don't go to that place, wow. there's a great chance that I'm not going to survive. That's so true. And this, me sitting in this comfortable spot, mm. my hermit crab, me recluse, being a recluse mm. and going inward will actually do more harm than if I just break through and go where I need to go. Mm. Growing pains. And when you, ooh. <laughs> I just had to let that marinate real quick. Yo. No, okay. I'm kind of about to get off subject, but I just had a vision. Y'all know, I'll be having visions, okay? Girl, but um, I had a vision that we're going to do a show with Adonis Trey and Robert Harper. Oh, most definitely. And We've already talked about that. We just ain't told y'all yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Yeah, there, the there it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just a confirmation, but like, just be on the lookout for that, and then y'all rewind back to this. Like, oh, like, we told y'all. Yeah, we said it. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, September 25th. Yeah, yeah. 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 12, 27. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I was thinking, oh, that was good. Okay, we got to do this. That's about being a word. Yes. Okay. But what were you going to say? Girl, growing pains. But when you, ooh, I love the way you broke that down, because growing pains is the act of growing. And yes. you, when you really think about that. It's that's, an action word. It's an yeah. action. And even with a pregnancy the woman the baby's getting eyes mm -hmm. one trimester he's getting limbs his bones are getting strengthening but think about the woman she's in pain she's going through her back possibly maybe hurting her feet is swelling she's going she's through, uncomfortable throughout that process yeah, yeah. she's mm -hmm. very uncomfortable so in our lives when situations are going yes we may we may be 
physically growing, but we made, mm, that, that's uncomfortable. I'm, I don't like speaking in front of crowds. Ooh, that's going to take a lot to save this much money or put that back and be disciplined to do this. Or, ooh, to have faith in that? I've never seen that before. How do you expect me to believe into this? And I don't even know if I can really do that. It's just like when that pain, that pain mm-hmm. forces you to, to, I can't sit here no longer. I gotta yes. do it. Yeah. You you have to get. It's either you gonna stay in pain and, in your current situation, or you're gonna force yourself through these growing pains and to see the light that's on the other side that God has promised you. Yeah. Now, now you get into my my speaking points. Uh, <laughs> I think if <laughs> you just you you no, you, you going, I think that we have a huge misconception about light. We are, some, I don't know if somebody told us this when we were supposed to, when we were kids, maybe in preschool, elementary school, something. somebody gave us the impression that life was going to be easy. They somebody did. told Who us lied. that, I, I'm trying to figure out who that is, because Disney. that is not the case. Disney, for sure. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Disney, though. I love um, Disney. Because I'm beyond it, y'all lying. Right. <laughs> but life is not easy. Mm-hmm. Once you understand that, your perspective shifts, right? Mm-hmm. So, Pain is a part of the process. We say that, it's a nice catchphrase, but you really have to understand that. Pain is a part of the process. Pain mm-hmm. is a part of the process. Yeah. Whether the process is for you, there will be pain associated with that. Mm-hmm. So uh-huh. we go back to pregnancy. Yes, the woman is uncomfortable. Uh, she wanted this beautiful, cute little baby who's gonna you know, one, on one day grow up into a lovely male, female, whatever. But throughout that nine to 10 month period, She's uncomfortable. And then pain happens hmm. because she gives birth. Whether it's naturally or she said, I mean, it's not comfortable. I've never done it, but it, it, it's, it's painful. <laughs> From what I okay. hear. From what I hear, it's not something that you just want to go sign up and do on a Wednesday. Yeah. Pain is a part of the process. So understanding and grasping that uh, is one of the reasons why I think that people quit on so many things. Ooh. Whether it is weight loss, business, whatever. Weight loss is probably the biggest thing and one of the things that most people can actually connect with. While I was training at 24 Hour Fitness and managing that, you would see so many people that would start, stop, start, stop. Mm. Oh, this is hurt. I didn't sign up for that. No, you did. You you signed up for the pain. Mm, yeah. You want the look, but you signed up for the pain. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's that's a part of this entire process. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I, I always, a question that I asked to anybody that I was training is can you be committed to the process of what you're doing without being emotionally attached to the results of what you're doing? So think about that. So mm-hmm. the results are coming when it comes to weight loss. We'll just stick in that in that area. If you look at the scale every day, you may not get the results that you want. Mm-hmm. So you can you be emotionally disconnected to that and focused on the process? Yeah. That's business, same yeah. thing. Nobody came in today to buy nothing. Are you gonna take that personal and get in your right. feelings? Or are you Should gonna be focused on the process? Out. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or are you gonna focus on the process? Oh, we didn't get too many listens to this uh, podcast. Okay, are you gonna stop? Or are you gonna be committed to the process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just makes me think of like, it's just like, it is that blind faith. And that's actually like a contradiction because faith is like, you can't see it, <laughs> blind faith. But um, it's just, with even let's just take it back to the live show because that's like heavily on my mind mm-hmm. it's just like guys i'm gonna tell you something ticket sales have not been the best as of like right now but we're speaking into existence i know that the room is going to be overflowed oh, yeah. i know this yeah. but if i'm looking at the results and have mm-hmm. my emotions attached to the results that i see like 
on two days ago that could have swayed my faith mm-hmm. but i had to remember sometimes you have to like you think so feeling podcast like oh they just remember to have faith they just no we have to train ourselves and continue mm-hmm. practicing this faith and like um go to each other to build each other's faith listen to like sermons talk to my brother like really get someone to really speak life into you because you have to be reminded of what god put into your mind and for for me i the vision was in my head of how this show was supposed to go months and months yeah. ago so why would i think that god would put a vision in my mind and it won't be successful right. and so when you stop like for someone who's losing weight I know it's hard. It's like the process. We're trying somebody trying to clear their skin. You don't see results right away. It might take six months for you to see results. And so you have to have that faith in between the time of you not seeing the results. And then you also have to go back and evaluate what do I need to do different? Yes. You know, what do I need to change? Am I actually giving my all am I actually have do I actually have faith? Am I actually eating my proportions? And then you start to like, okay, let me just work more. And and then you'll see the 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 promise yes, that you've been yes. you, you've seen for yourself all along. But like I said, like we always say all the time, it's like if you start losing faith, think about what God put in your head. Yes. Think about that vision. Relive that vision in your mind again. Speak that vision in your mind. Speak that vision out, and then just go for it. Because yes. if we don't, we could get stuck in that that emotional i don't see any results and then you don't do anything at all mm. and i think we also have a tendency to we compare ourselves to other people other businesses other podcasts other yes. speakers mm. we do that the problem with that is we are each individual and we each have our own purpose right so the best way to connect that when it comes to comparison if you and we talked about this last night at the manhood mm. uh, manhood event, shout out to Will and uh, Pastor Ray Beatty. If I told you that an elephant is supposed to be able to climb a tree, <laughs> think about that. If I told you an elephant is supposed to be able to climb a tree and you're you're the elephant, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a monkey, I'm in the tree. Come on, bro, you're supposed to be able to do this. Like everybody in the group, all monkeys, can climb this tree. Mm-hmm. Like we've been hanging out with you forever, bro. You ain't never been in the tree. Mm-hmm. If you're the elephant and you're gauging yourself based off of what the monkey is able to do, mm-hmm. then you're gonna think so much less of yourself. Mm-hmm. That's good. But the elephant is not meant to be in the tree. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's good. At, at all, the monkey mm-hmm. is. The mm-hmm. monkey can climb the tree, jump from tree to tree, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the monkey can't do what the elephant exactly. was meant to do. Mm, that's a word. Yeah. Stop comparing yourself to elephants when you're a monkey. <laughs> yeah. Or vice versa. Ooh. Yeah, that's good. And also just use people as inspiration, too. It's just like, I feel like I'm just (laughs) talking like, I was told on this live show. So, you know, I'm looking at other people's events and stuff like that. I'm like, dang, did we charge too much? Like, did we? And then I look at other people's events and I'm like, they charge way more than us. Like, I'm like, and that made me think to myself, well, Tiffany, do you see the value of what you're giving? Like, reevaluate, like, are you... God knows we put in our all to this dang show. Girl. And so it's like, this is more, this is a steal. Like, we feeding y'all. We right. Y'all got free drinks. Y'all got mm-hmm. gifts. Y'all got a word. He's like, sponsored this, come <laughs> on. Like, and so I had to remind myself of the, like, even if it's in anything, 
of my value. Like we've talked about in past podcasts, like even with dating, I had to re self learn to love myself again, relearn that I'm valuable again, mm-hmm. you know, and I just think it's a constant practice of those things. Yes. And going back to the show, because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that whole faith aspect, because I remember we were talking earlier in the week and the, the ticket sales wasn't where we wanted them to be. But then I had to think back. Our um, our second show, the tickets was <laughs> so the like same that. exact thing, but we sold out yeah. the past three shows that we did. We did. People were just last minute, minute they like buying their stuff. Yeah, we do the same thing. <laughs> we like buying our stuff within that last two days. And just because, you know, the rain, the weather, just people trying to see what they're going to be doing in that mm-hmm. particular day. So me, I'm, I'm not worried at all about the show. I know it's going to be another sold out event. Yeah. But the thing that helped me realize and then what helped me keep my faith strong was thinking about past moments where you had to exercise your faith in mm-hmm. ways that you had never had to exercise them before. Mm-hmm. Like to believe in something that's unseen and, and, and literally something that you just hope for. And I know like hell we hoping for a sold out show mm-hmm. and not even just a sold out show because we want a sold out show, but because all that we're putting into and we know y'all souls will be fed mm-hmm. after you leave the show. We yes. know it's going to make a, a revolutionary change in the mm-hmm. community we know that it's gonna you're gonna leave with purpose that's mm-hmm. the reason why we want to sell that show and and so sold out a sold out <laughs> not, not just a sold out with ticket sales but your right. soul is gonna be right. in, yeah. in in full and all that good yeah. stuff but it just made me think like and i know i talk about this a lot but i just gotta tell you about the promises that god has blessed my family with because yes i went when um what what i just think about and I think I told you this and why well, I asked Adonis this earlier in the beginning of the podcast. Do you think the situation with your mom has strengthened your resilience to to like feel like you can conquer anything in the 100%. world? And so I just mm-hmm. every time something gets going like as far as soul feeling that I just know without a shout in, in my mind, like that I know we are going to like if we like there's no cap on what I know soul feeling is going to do. And it just I just take it back to with my mom and um, how we were going through that process. And I was, so my mother was passed down the house from her great grandparents. This house has been in that family for four generations. And to think I didn't even know it existed. Well, I knew it existed, but I didn't know because I didn't have that relationship with my mom for a very, very long time in my life, almost 15 years. And so when we reconnected and saw the uninhabitable and unlivable conditions that the house was in, you can only imagine a house that's that old, deteriorating, um, termites and ate it up. It's just like a lot of like very bad things, like roofs, ceilings, or and certain things are just caving in in parts of the house. And like now I'm left with the ultimatum. Like, what do I do? Do what do I do? I'm like, it's real estate. We own it. It's property. I don't want to sell it. And again, on the flip side, <laughs> I never, I've never ever been experienced. Like I've never, I never had, I never owned a house. Yeah. I've never even like all this was brand new to yeah. I was walking into like, this was, I was speaking, learning to speak a whole nother language, like yeah. Greek to me almost signing contracts. I had never signed Um, pulling up house of deeds, ancient paperwork <laughs> that, that just was over my head. And so <laughs> like, it was just. But I knew every time, and what built that faith was every time when I connected with my mom, I was just like, I need to see you. I just need to see your face. Mm-hmm. And I and I would take her and I would pick her up for, even if it was just an hour, and I was like, let's just drive around the neighborhood and watch and look at houses and just manifest 
what we want our house to look like. And I'm like, and this was in the early process when I didn't have a for sure yes. In fact, I had maybe like three or four no's. Like, this is beyond yeah, us. We, we can't take care of your needs. This is above us. And like, but I was still like, this gotta happen. I don't care if you can't do it. Leave me to the person that can do it. Let me talk to your manager, okay? Let me talk to your CEO, okay? Let me talk to you. And it's just like that unwavering faith was built through the process <laughs> of, of connecting. It's like when you find that why, it's like, I, all I knew, I didn't care my dad was even discouraging me. Like, you know, it's going to take a lot of work. You can't do that. You, you don't even own the house. <laughs> it's serious. Like, everybody was like, you know, everybody in your family going to try to fight you for that house once it get built. I'm like, they can do what they want. But I know yes. that God put this in me. This vision was put in me. And it was like, well, your mom wasn't even there for you. You going to drop everything and help her? I'm like, ah, Okay, that. stop, stop, stop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. Okay, so the house is so symbolic. Yeah. Oh, it's so symbolic. <laughs> Come on. The man. house is symbolic of the growing pains. Come mm. on. Okay, so it's in the family, right? Right. Yeah. So the family's got some type of growing pains. Because I'm sure the situation between you and your mother is not the only Ooh. situation in I the family. This, this house this. has been going down from four generations, Ooh. right? And now it has landed at your doorstep. Mm -hmm. And you... <laughs> have rebuilt a relationship, oh. renovated a relationship with your mother. And wow. this symbolic house is sitting there waiting like, hey, this is the family. This is the family. Now, you said everybody's going, well, girl, I wouldn't done this. Well, this ain't your house, okay? Yes. This ain't your growing pain. Mm. This is this is for for me. As for me and my house, we're going to renovate this house, <laughs> yes. okay? That's what we're doing. That, that house is the termites, the things that have happened. Mm. So many people are telling you that it can't be done. Mm. So many people are telling you that it's not worth the renovation. It's not mm. going to be worth whatever when you get finished with it. Yeah. Oh, but when you get finished with it. <laughs> oh, hey, let's go. Yes. When you get finished doing the work, the actionable wow. item, growing. Come on, let's connect it back yes. together. Yes. Once you get that finished, hmm. whenever that may be, that may, that's a part of the process. Mm -hmm. There's no timeline associated mm -hmm. with the process. It's in the microwave. It's in the oven. We can, Look, just right. put it in there like grandmother used to do. Well, I know when it's done. Right. Okay? It ain't, it's not done yet. It's not done yet. Leave it wow. alone. Go through the process because symbolically, once that house, once your relationship, once your family Ooh. has done the renovations, regardless of what anyone thinks, says, or what their opinion might be, it will be vastly worth more mm. than what it was when you started it or okay. when you received it. Growing pains. Growing pains. Growing pains. That's it. Boy. Dang, that was really good. <laughs> Say this. I was just KD wow. speaks. That, wow. So I'm ready to come to the house for a party. Come through. Come through. <laughs> y'all invited. As soon as, it's, sure. hey, as soon as we cut the ribbon, y'all all coming Fact. through. We having a whole time. that thing. But, and, and so... The growing pains that it took to get through this process mm -hmm. and then finally coming to June 13th when they told me that my mom's house is going to be renovated, ground up, they're going to tear everything and rebuild it. And it was just like, all I can do is cry. All I can do is cry and thank God and just be like, how, how, how? And not only that, what else happened? And then another um, Baker Ripley is going to fully furnish the house, appliances and wow. everything. So it's just like that faith that that I applied to that. I'm applying that same thing, thing right to the 
Practice patience. Small, Small steps, steps lead, lead to, to great, great distances. distances. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that part. That yeah. part. I guess I read his notes before. <laughs> she snuck in. I snuck in red. That's what happened. That's what happened. I just, I was actually going off his we're alignment to the fullest but and so i take that same passion and belief and faith and even on i'm not saying that rebuilding that process because that was a year process mm-hmm. like that patience is mm-hmm. so it's so true it took time but that same pa- uh, faith and belief i have for my mom's house i have for soul feeling i have for our live show so it's not a doubt in my mind that we're our cup is gonna run, run it over. Run it. Like seats are gonna be, we gonna have to like people gonna be standing up because ain't gonna be nowhere to see. I mean, that's what I saw, and that's what I saw in my vision. And that's actually what happened at the last show, and then in the show before show, that, and yeah, the show that was at the black market, and the show that was at the black market the first time. Yeah, and we ran out of seats. It was nowhere for people to sit. Like it was, you had to stand up because it was so many people in the room. We yeah. always pack out a house, and so I'm I'm never worried when it could, and especially because I know the saying, the faith without works is dead. And when I tell you. We works. have been putting in the work, <laughs> the work, 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 work. I'm talking like, <laughs> boy, um, we're talking about three Bring hours of sleep. People. Kobe, um, over here, that's all the way people. in, yes, um, Philly, uh, on a whole other time zone. Gonna sleep on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest me, um, Jas- Jarvis, oh, gonna, me? Jarvis gonna answer the phone. Uh, she I had you on speaker. <laughs> She's all like, she said, no, I'm still here. I'm still, I'm good. I'm still, I'm good. Good, good night. Go to bed, I'll talk to you in the morning. I was like, how you gonna snitch on me? We had to go this call. He's like, you was not in that call. You was asleep. I was taking notes. I was taking notes. <laughs> She's over here. But yeah, like, and I'm thankful for um, Jasmine and Kobe because, like, who would have thought? You know, who would have thought if... Even just looking back to the day we we've met each other, we were together, but we were not friends. If y'all listen to like our friendship <laughs> podcast, we were teammates. But me, I was not like I was just their acquaintance. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until after college when we're all in three different places. I'm right. in DC, like we are all in very different places. Very different There's nothing places. but like God and divinity and like. I was thinking about this today, and I think back to my childhood, the, the vision I had for, like, I always knew I was going to have a talk show. Mm-hmm. And I always knew it was going to be with, with people, too. Like, I always knew it was going to be with people, too. Like, I know I don't have one for myself, but also, in my mind, it showed me with women, other women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be y'all. <laughs> but, wow. um, and so, it's just like, that's why I'm thinking, so, like, think back into what God is putting in your your heart and your mind, you'll see that it's already been manifested or is manifesting yes. right now. Um, but also I want to talk about just the except we are the exception. Like God with God anything is possible. And so did y'all listen to the sermon I sent y'all with Mike Todd? Yes. yes. Bro, Mike is amazing. Did y'all see him when he came in uh, Houston? No. Yeah, so he was at, so Brittany and I go to Hope City, and he was here, uh, I want to say either earlier this year or late last year for the relationship series. He was talking about, you know, relationships and sex and stuff like that. Uh, Painted a completely different picture of, you know, sex before marriage and all the other stuff that I conceptualized. It was like, wow, that's dope. Mm. That's dope. Okay, cool. Long story short, he was just like, you know, sex is a great thing, but it's very dangerous when it's taken out of context. He used the connection to a fire. Fire is great when you're sitting around a fire. It's cold. It's awesome. It's contained. It's, it's beautiful. Mm. You let a fire start in the house, that's not a beautiful thing. Right. It's very dangerous. Wow. It does way more damage, and some of the things that are done by that fire can't be undone. Mm. 
that's another podcast for another day. Oh, another one. Another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but Mike Mike is dope. Mike is super yeah, dope. Bring you and him back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's amazing. But like um also crazy in Tulsa, faith. Oklahoma. That crazy faith. Mm, when crazy I said faith. y'all, that sermon had popped up on my dang YouTube for a, like a solid month. And then it wasn't until like when I sent it to y'all. Terry posted it and that's how yeah. I got to see it. And yeah. I was just like, Oh yeah. He was like, Yeah, no, y'all gotta watch this now. It was perfect timing <laughs> though. It was perfect Girl. timing because I was like, that was what I needed to build my faith back up. Girl. And then like, y'all, I switched y'all don't watch it because it's crazy about how he got his church. Like mm. it was against all mm-hmm. odds. And I go back to like Joel Steen yes. in the Compact Center. Against mm-hmm. all odds. And we have to remember that God is God. And, like, when we say God is God, it's not like he's going to give you something, like, subpar, like, oh, anybody can do this. No, he is, we are literally the exception when we put faith in him. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, he already drew out everything for us. Literally, our destiny, our purpose is already there. Mm-hmm. We just got to go and get it and have the faith enough to say, oh, wait, wait, nah, nah, like, oh, no, this is what's for me. Like, you have to know without a shout of it out. Mm-hmm. How is it? Shout it, shout it out. Anyways, but, um... <laughs> I, I don't know, but um, but it really restored my faith because he, because of his faith and because mm-hmm. of your faith and because of and that's why it's so important for everyone to just really really stay true to their faith and their purpose because it inspires everyone around you, mm-hmm. people you don't even know you're inspiring, you're being you're inspiring them because mm-hmm. you're living out your purpose. Ooh, but that's um. True. I know this is about to go like a little weird, but I did want to ask you before you go with your mom um, passing. Um, what was your coping mechanism like? How did you cope? Uh, well, so I so she passed away in October. I knew in June, July because of a doctor's appointment that we went to. Her, my grandmother, uh, myself, and then the doctor was kind of explaining where this was going. So I knew then, my grandmother, she didn't put the dots together. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I got the information from, because I was very active, the doctor, like I still have contact information for the doctors now, I do work with them. Oh wow. Uh, and hmm. um, they've assisted with, you know, her foundation and AD Aww. Speaks as well. So hmm. we have a good rela- good working relationship. But there were some things that she wouldn't explain when we would go to the meetings because she knew what it meant. She worked in the medical field. Mm-hmm. Like she knew, when she went in, I think she went in for her Well Women's exam when she actually got uh, the diagnosis that she had cancer the first time. Like, when you go to um, a, a place of business and you sit in the waiting room, they bring you back and they put you back in the waiting room, and you know you know the procedure, like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she knew. Um, so in that sense, I knew mm-hmm. that the clinic, because the doctor said it you know, pretty succinctly, he was like, well, you know, there's not much that we can do at this point. What we're doing from here on is just for comfort to make sure that she's not in pain or anything like that. So mm-hmm. she would go to San Antonio to a, a clinic that would, you know, help with immunotherapy, so on and so forth. So my grandmother, I think it hit her a little bit harder because she thought that was a continuation of potentially like the chemo mm-hmm. or the radiation mm-hmm. and it wasn't what it was. Mm-hmm. So I knew that and I was like, okay, so I had more time than my grandmother did. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, it, it hit her like after Harvey, uh, probably a week or so after Harvey hit, then it was like, okay, she was going back and forth to the hospital and it was some good days, some bad days, and then it was a really bad day and it was a really bad week and then it was, we're in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a triple effect for her, but 
I knew. Mm-hmm. So, but even though I knew, it was my coping mechanism was being there with her throughout the process. Mm-hmm. So there were situations uh, where she still wanted to do because she has a Facebook, a Facebook page that we we mm-hmm. update to this day. Um, that she wanted to go on live right after treatment. I'm here, I'm back in Houston, let everybody know what was going on. She would give people details about the therapy that she was taking. And then uh, after that, when she actually got into the hospital, uh, she she's in the in the bed, so of course we have to clean her up. And you know, I had to do that for my mother. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was like, uh, seriously, really? Mm. Um, this is one time I'm cleaning you up. How many times did you do that for me? Mm-hmm. Like, the only difference is you know that you did something and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay, whoop de do. Uh, and then after, so during that process, because of the surgery that she went through, her mental capacity was affected a little bit. So mm. she couldn't, she could think and write, but she couldn't speak a lot of the words that she had to, mm. uh, had to speak. So we literally in hospice for like the first week, we're giving like kids books so she can actually try and get her speaking up to speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was another coping mechanism because it was, again, it was just me giving back, mm-hmm. me trying to sew back into her that she had done that for me for so many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah. still difficult when I hear certain songs. It's still difficult when I watch uh, Best Man too, because that was my, I love the best man. Mm-hmm. But then on the second one, when they came back, and mm-hmm. then now she got cancer. We yeah. in the movie theater, yeah. like, Lord Jesus, this is the first and only time I have ever cried in a movie theater. Yeah. Oh, this is so much. This I, We can leave at any point in time, mm-hmm. if you like. Aww. But the movie's not over. I know, but we can leave. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fine. So that was that was, and I have great support from my from my wife because her father mm-hmm. too battled with cancer. He lost his battle uh, before we got married. So um, we are each other's support system, and being able to do the things that you know I just talked about was a great way to, for me to cope. Yeah, That's beautiful. I think of it as kind of like giving that person their flowers when oh, yeah. we're here. So mm-hmm. you left your heart on the line and gave it your all while she was here. So it was. And I was it was even better. Like me and my grandmother had a, had a great relationship beforehand. Like if she had like out of all of her grandkids, if she had a favorite, I'd probably be number three. But that's that's, a, that's an inside joke for the cousins. So um, our relationship has developed even more. Like we talk at least two or three times a week. Um, you know, I go to her house every now and again. If I'm in Pearland, I definitely stop by because she lives right up the street in Sunnyside. We just sit down and just talk. We um, do a lot more now. Like we go on dates and stuff like that. Just oh, me yeah. and her. Because she, you know, she, she's older, so going to a nice restaurant for her is like going to Papa Do's. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nanny, it's, um, there's, there's more to Houston than just Papa Do's. Right. Papa Do's is dope, you know, uh, but let's, okay, get, come on, let's go somewhere else. So, so, I love this. So, so um, just like having that relationship with her and then. Um, on my wife's side of the family, her one of her aunts never had children, mm-hmm. and so she's like a surrogate mother. I call her Monty because she's my mom and my mm-hmm. aunt. So mm-hmm. she she's dope. Um, so that, again, that's another coping mechanism that I have. If I can't talk to my wife about something or my grandmother because she might get emotional, I got some other people I can go to. That's amazing. It's really important. I ask that because you know, our some of our soulmates lost people mm-hmm. and I just want them to be able to cope in a healthy way oh yeah because there's a, a lot of ways that you could cope that it's just not good for you it's mm-hmm. gonna put you down a spiral so I was very curious about you know seeing the man that you are now how you were able to cope with something so big like that well I also have a journal 
Um, I've been journaling since like 2006, got that from my mom. Another way of coping was we found journals that she had from high school up until mm-hmm. like the year before she passed away, two years before she passed away. So she's here. Mm-hmm. So um, I have, I mean, I have a physical connection or representation of her, but I got her journals, I got pictures, I got memories, I got inside jokes with me and her that I now have to share with my wife, so now she gets the jokes, so we can keep the inside joke running. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's a lot. So um, if, if there's anyone who ever reaches out that may have lost someone through cancer, definitely send them my way. We can definitely chit-chat. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I know we talked about a lot today, but it's about that time, unless y'all got oh. something else to say. I don't know. You ask another deep question. We can just be here all day. Cause, cause you, you started off with a bang. Well, we right. know you, so <laughs> we got a lot more stuff in the podcast and shows to go, Facts. and Facts. a lot of stuff we need to be doing on TV. Facts. So, Facts. I mean, we're gonna have a lot of time to talk throughout the yes. years. Yes. 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 Time. Y'all, this is your first time tuning in on the Soul Feeling Podcast. We always, 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 always end our podcast with a positive affirmation. So what the heck is an affirmation? An affirmation is any statement that you are using to speak into your life. Either you're speaking positivity and success and prosperity into your life, or either you're speaking demise and gloom and negativity into your life. So choose your words carefully. In the Bible, it states, let the weak say I am strong so you actually got to say this y'all you got to speak it out loud so on those days when you feeling down sick and tired down and out not feeling like you just your vibrant self speak words of encouragement say I'm feeling healthy wealthy I'm getting better and better every second speak things that are positive over your situation and watch God work and twerk and change all hey. that. So, work and twerk. <laughs> Maybe God not going to twerk. I mean, twerk you know, these blessings into twerk. our lives. Yeah. You know, twerk. Yeah. Twerk. <laughs> okay. Um, it's four of us, and I'm affirming that it's millions, billions, trillions, or just really whomever is divinely meant to be tuned in today on the Soul Feeling Podcast. So we gonna all end this thing out with our positive I am affirmations. Oh, it don't have to be I am, just the affirmation. So who wanna go first? I go first since y'all look like y'all thinking. Okay. Yeah. And then I'll end because I got one for y'all. Ooh, okay. Okay. Just wait for it. Yeah. Uh, mine is I am enough. Ooh. That is what I'm affirming. I'm enough in any area, whether it's my marriage, whether it is my mm-hmm. business, whether it is my uh, gym sessions. I'm not trying to compare myself to anybody else because I am enough. Yes. I'm gonna steal that. should take that one too. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm gonna piggyback Slip off that and say I'm worthy. Yeah. I am worthy. I am becoming the best, best version of myself. Oh yes. Fantastic. <clears throat> um, I am happy. Mm. Hey, that's it. You happy? That's that's You're dope. Happy. Not for y'all. That's important. <laughs> you deserve it if you do the work. Ooh. I don't know what the it is for you, whether it's the car, the house, the promotion, the the successful marriage, the successful business, the successful friendship. You deserve it mm-hmm. if you do the work. Do the work, soulmates. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, make sure that you are following us 
absolutely everywhere. But before I, I do our shout outs, let's uh see where AD is at. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you can find me at AD underscore speaks across uh, all social media platforms. It's AD speaks uh, website, www.adspeaks.net. If you are interested in booking any of the services that I offer, whether it be consulting, personal development, uh, youth programs, one on one counseling, group counseling, definitely go to my website and we can get something going. Yes, Ooh. connect, connect, connect. This is an amazing yeah. man. He's going far. He is already far. Just hit him up, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the hoodie. Oh, so the hoodie, my man. Um, so, Black Market Houston. <laughs> hey. Yes. Shout out to my man, J.O. It is an event that I've been so fortunate to be able to host for some time now uh, by way of J.O. Malone, your wonderfully talented uh, older brother. There is a vendor that comes out faithfully to every black market that we do, and they are the distinguished one, and they have a line that is dope. So as you can probably see, it has greatness in bold letters here, and then right at the bottom, there's this barcode, this price tag that's called, that says sacrifice. Mm. And what that can be broken down is into, um, sacrifice is the price tag for greatness. Got Shout out to the distinguished one. Uh, I told you I was going to wear it. Bam. Yes, faithful to his word. (laughs) All right, guys. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us a five-star rating and write something sweet straight from the soul. And make sure if this podcast touched your soul that you share it with others so they could get their soul touched. Don't be stingy. And if you are living in the Houston area or you want to drive or fly out to be at our live show September 27th, tickets are in our Instagram bio, Soul Filling Podcast. And And oh, I will be donating to a lucky night. I know y'all did a raffle or a a, a, a blind, whatever, but two tickets from AD Speaks. We'll be uh, we'll be sponsoring two tickets for this event. You definitely want to follow. I'm not sure how they're gonna do it, mm-hmm. but two tickets are coming free. You just gotta do what they say you're gonna do. Yup, two yes. tickets. They're gonna be easy to follow us, follow him, and tag a friend. And <laughs> we'll be posting that. Yeah, Facts. yeah. Facts. <laughs> tag everyone. <laughs> you want to be in the building because your soul's gonna be fed. Yes. And I just want everybody to know. That we got next. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you post on Instagram. Yeah. I was like, you know what? You're right. We got next. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yes. We love you guys so much. I'll see you later. We'll see you later. <laughs> Until next time, soulmates. Bye. We love y'all.